All right. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Fergie Timers podcast show, episode two, where we discuss all things Manchester United, the good, the bad, and the ugly news and reports that goes in and around the football club. With me, I have our mate Jamie. How you doing, mate? How you doing, buddy? Okay. Hey, lots to discuss about, but I'm doing fine. We have Hugo, who is supposed to come in in a bit. We'll see what happens. And the special guest that deserves no introduction, Stuart. How you doing, mate? I'm fine, Chris. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Awesome. Hey, hey, never better, never better. All right, us four, we're going to be, us three temporarily, we're going to be discussing the breaking news of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's managerial situation as he has been relieved of his duties as Manchester United manager. We're going to talk about how we feel around the sacking of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and discuss the good and the bad achievements that he has made during his time as manager which will lead on who should take over for the for the foreseeable future and discuss the ins and outs of what's been going on around the football club. But yeah, let's go on with Jamie, mate. Uh, before we begin, like obviously he has been fired as Manchester United manager following the 4-1 defeat to Watford. Uh, many people have opinions on whether uh, or not when he should go, but what'd you make of the situation? Has it been a good timing or it should have been done a long time ago? Or what do you think? Uh, first of all, and I, I don't speak for everyone, but just for myself, like um, it's it sort of come as the, I think you described it best to be honest before as a relief. Um, I think towards the end it was like putting a dog out of his misery. Really, as much as everyone wanted it to work, it it, it wasn't working, and a lot of people didn't want to admit it. Um, and there was a, it sort of split the fan base. You know, you were either Ollie in or you were Ollie out. Uh, personally, I was Ollie out. So, really, you'd expect me doing cartwheels in the front room. But that's yeah. not really the case. That's You know, I'm as disappointed as anyone else that it didn't work. You know, mm-hmm. you as a, as a fan, you want, he's like one of our own. You want one of your own to succeed, don't you? There's nothing better than seeing. Someone from the youth academy come in and score 30 goals a year. There's nothing better than seeing a club hero go on to win trophies as a manager. You know, it just keeps the keeps it in the club. It makes it makes it feel even more special. Um, but I just don't feel like he was ever going to do it. And again, I, I'm as happy as I, I'm as happy as I am disappointed. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree, man. Still, how do you feel about the situation, mate? Um. I'm I'm kind of apathetic towards it, really, Chris, because you know I, I wasn't Ollie in or Ollie out. Uh, Ollie out. I was Ollie never in. I didn't mm-hmm. want him in the first place, and yeah. he's actually he's he's turned out the way that I thought it would do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I never thought he was qualified for the job, mm-hmm. um, either experience or skills and abilities, and and he's he's proved that. He's had one or two episodes, you know, beating PSG in Paris. Um, and one or two other really good victories, but they've come in in short bites. When you look at it overall, it's been an absolute disaster, an absolute disaster. And we've seen some of the worst football I've ever seen at Manchester United. Yeah, so, I have to uh, agree with that, to be honest. Definitely have to know. agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a relief. But having said that, you, do, you don't want to see any manager really get the sack. Mm-hmm. And, and to watch him in the press conference yesterday nearly nearly burst into tears was was actually quite sad. You know, you don't want to see that, but um, it's happened and we move on. 
Yeah, I agree. And like when he took over Jose Mourinho, uh, when he was fired, we knew that he came in, he inherited a mess. He wasn't even expected to manage there for a while. He was only there on a short-term basis. And then he got the full-time job uh, throughout that season. And when the beginning on how we started throughout the season, his first full season, I always was very critical of him. I never wanted him to get the job as well in the first place. I felt like it was too big for him. Um, situation that we were in, it was only setting him up for failure in the long run. But looking at the team sheet from what we had in his first full season to now, you can understand why Oli was going through in a way that what did we expect as Man United fans for him to achieve with this squad? We were playing with Pereira, for God's sake, and other yeah. players around it. But yeah. uh, like you said, Stu, you pointed out in the football, there was really no style of play that I saw from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You see little bits of, like, the counter or, uh, you know, maybe just playing a high press or high possession-based football. But all we just see is individual brilliance. And lots of that last season – was like second half FC, we'll play good whenever we go a goal down. And there was no identity with Man United that we saw yeah. throughout his whole tenure. And obviously when we bought in the likes of Jaden Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo and Rafael Brand, we expected him to improve on it. The board backed him enough to make sure that he has the right tools to succeed. But I think a little bit of the coaching staff around it um, definitely gave the players a lack of belief that, you know, the manager could take them on to the next level. And ultimately that's where he fell short. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah can, I, can I just touch on what you were saying there, Chris? Like he yes. did inherit a mess. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, as his time as interim manager, you, you, you could argue that he exceeded expectations because they were really well, playing really well. They went on a, a, a great run. And I think on the back of that, no one could ever have said, don't bring him in. Because what, what was going on? I, pers- I mean, I got caught up in the hype. I tried my best not to. But he played so well. And then obviously after the, the Paris Saint-Germain game, I, I honestly believe that he, he, he got something. He, he got them playing. He got them to something. You know, he just got them fired up. Even if he was just winning games mm. based on team spirit, it didn't matter for me. Yeah. Um, but I think they've been on a bit of a downward spiral ever since that game, if I'm honest. If you if you watched the way they play, and yeah. I think once he got the job full time, it was sort of a bit like, oh shit, this is real. So I can't yeah. um, I can't carry on with this, you know, this interim manager. I've got nothing to lose, and it be, and it, and and it, it it sort of went from right. Let's stop going at games because I've got I've got a contract that I want to keep, and now let's go defensive. And then it was just like you say, it just become reliant on Bruno Fernandes for a year and then pretty much 18 months, if I'm honest. And then after that, we got Ronaldo and then that, that's when it all started to collapse, I think. So I said she was on a downward spiral since his peak at um, PSG. Yeah. One thing before we begin, obviously Hugo is online, so I'm going to put him in. Um, yeah. And then... He could definitely get involved, hear us more. Uh, he's obviously connecting. So, Hugo, can you hear us, mate? Anything, Hugo? <laughs> <laughs> Failed on the connection. 
But he's, here, he's, he's here with us in spirit, mate. He's here with he's us here in spirit. spirit. He's probably hurting about the Ollie situation, but it's okay. All right, so what'd you make of what Jamie said while we wait for Hugo to connect his audio and this good stuff? Hey. hey, yo, <laughs> hey, I hope you heard what we said before, mate. I hope you heard. Um, I, I just I just got in, I, I had to do something real quick, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are on the, the major topics. That was yeah. it, yeah, yeah, but uh, I yeah, was gonna no, go to. I was just going to add to, to what Jamie said, really. I think to a yeah. certain extent, we've been, we've been kidded along. And, and that's largely because of the COVID context. Because mm -hmm. that season was, was so unprecedented. And because we were playing two games a week, oh, and yeah. th there were lots of teams that just weren't performing. Mm -hmm. You know, the City didn't have a great season. Liverpool didn't have a great season, even though they'd won the league and then City went on and won it the, the following year. They still weren't playing to their the best of their abilities. That was obvious. Yeah. And we had a chance to really challenge. And even though we finished second, we didn't really challenge. We were miles behind. And I think now yeah. this season, those two games have really proved it. You know, how just how far behind we are um, in City and Liverpool. So I think we were kidded through that COVID context that he was doing well and that we, we had this unbeaten away run, you know, mm -hmm. which consisted mainly of draws, by the way. Yeah, um, and it And it, it kind of, not necessarily papered over the cracks, but it, it, it kind of put a gloss on something that was, was actually tarnished right from the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, 100%. Uh, Hugo, we also gave our opinion about the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer situation. He's been relieved of his duties. What did you make of it, man? I know you're not always a big guy of managers. You really don't care who takes over as long as they do the job, but uh, let's look at the situation now. He's gone. Would you, what's your opinion on it, man? What do you feel? All right. Here we go. <sighs> Welcome to the shit show. All right, it's oh, yeah. about to get good. Get your popcorn, get your soda ready, get your pop, get your brews, get your pints, everything ready because we are about to go on a fucking ride. Mm -hmm. All right, so <laughs> obviously we got the backups of the backups running the show right now. Mm -hmm. So we got people who, you know, are, uh, how would you call it? Um. <laughs> Uh, uh, for the lack of the word, dumb. All right, um, and we're we're about to be in it for I want to say a a weird overhaul. Mm -hmm. Um, expect a lot of surprises. Um, expect a lot of things that you didn't really want to see to happen real quick, and then kind of get a little bit tweaked. Um. The, the managers we're about to have are, are gonna are gonna try to do their best, but let's let's, let's call the kettle black. You know, it, it, it's it's about to. Oh shit! Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm putting my phone on. It's about to to change the whole concept of what we think Man U is. Honestly, um, I'm. I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm just drowning 
I'm, I'm thinking to myself, whew, what we about to do? Um, mm-hmm. No one's really available. The dream yeah. guy that I spoke about is, is a little far off. I'm saying I can pray to the gods all I want. I can pray to Maradona all I want. I can do as many lines to Maradona as I want. And I'm not probably going to be able to get to Dan regardless. But, you know, as a dreamer that I am, I, I, I can hope. A boy can dream. It's free, right? Yeah. So, you know, but right now, the management that's about to try to take over this. Oh, yeah. They're going to do one of two things. They're going to either unload everything and just say, fuck it, throw everybody up, play all 22 players and fucking water boy. All right? All at once. All right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a 12-10-4 formation. Yeah. And get everybody in there and just go with it. I'm excited because, god damn it, if we all haven't been yelling this for the last year, yeah, I'm saying the world saw it. Yeah, they did, yeah. I haven't tried to even get on ESPN FC or or really any website because it's like I'm getting bombarded. My fucking notification is just all red, all red. Mm I say every weekend I'm gonna unsubscribe to all those stupid podcasts, and I never do. And first thing that comes up, early morning, ba bling, ba bling, a bunch of notifications of what the hell's going on, and yeah, I don't even want to read it because I'm just disgusted by it. Stewart yeah, is probably over there. I don't know. He probably punched a fan over there just because of the situation. And I would, I would second that motion, Stewart. I, I I know you guys are probably just as angry as I am, just as pissed yeah. off as I am. Yeah. Hugo, um, my issue is yeah. with Woodward. Woodward oh, and, the, and the Woodward Mafia. That's my <laughs> issue. I hear you. And honestly, while the, while the Woodward Mafia is in place <laughs> and making the decisions, we're going to keep going through this cycle time and time and time again. Because yeah. it's those people that are making the wrong decisions. You know, we had two managers there. Whether you like them or not, Van Gaal and Mourinho were both ready to call Woodward out for not backing them. So he got rid of them, he sacked them. Hmm. He kept Ollie for as long as he did because Ollie's a yes man. And I don't, I'll argue that till the cows come home. Ollie was a yes man. He just wanted the job, he was happy with the job. Yeah. You know? and he, actually, he actually got more money, more backing than anyone else. Yeah, but that's what they want because they've set the agenda for the club. They've set the culture for the club, and it's a Woodward culture. He's a megalomaniac. He wants to be in charge, and they will do things the way he says. So I said this to Jamie earlier on today. Don't be surprised if you see somebody like Brendan Rodgers being brought in, <laughs> rather than a really well thought through manager. Maybe maybe Ten Hag or somebody like that with a long term <laughs> plan. You know. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do to break down the the, the man? Huh? What do you do to break down the mafia? Like we we have to cut some type of head off to get the rest of them going. I'm saying, at this point, we we we've talked our shit. We've we've raided into the damn stadium. Like at this yeah. point, 
what else can we actually fucking do? Uh, yeah. Adidas is money. Uh, 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 they're asking for their cut because jerseys aren't selling. Oh, yeah, you know, we heard like, about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's at this point, what else can I do as not only a supporter, but a goddamn, bro? Like, I, I, I work for the shit every week. I know it sounds stupid yeah. what I'm going to say, but it's like I work Monday through Friday, 12 hours a day, just so I can come home on the weekend, chill with my family, and watch the fucking game. Mm-hmm. I haven't worn my jersey in like a month. Oh, I don't yeah. wear it. I'm, I'm not even superstitious. I'm just, if you don't win, I don't wear it. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I know it sounds stupid, but I do not want to hear the shit. I hear shit every Monday when I go to work. And I'm I'm not, I'm not ready for tomorrow. I'm not mm. ready for tomorrow. I was asked mm. before I left on Friday, you ready for Saturday? Mm. You know the shit uh. I'm about to hear tomorrow? Well, wait until wait till the shit you get next Monday because we play Chelsea on Sunday with Carrickies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I want to discuss, guys, as well. Uh, ever since after the Liverpool game, there has been definitely we we know deep down there's been a lack of consistency plan of what was going to happen if Oli was to get sacked. Obviously, we know that the board never planned, and that's why uh, they waited so long for the next guy to come in. Uh, Jamie, what do you make of the situation now that Oli's been gone and the club came out that Michael Carr is going to take charge, Mike Keane is still in the job, Kieran McKenna is still a part of the coaching staff? What did you make of the timing of the situation? Uh, again, I think it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. Like, everything seems to be at the club. So, again, we just touched on the Woodward situation there. It seems as if... So for me, they missed a the trick by not signing Conte the other week for whatever reason. They delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. And again, now they're in shit street because you could see after yesterday's performance, it just was never going to happen. He wasn't going to pull it back round. Um, what I will say about Carrick is the situation could go two ways. So it could be that Michael Carrick is actually a football wizard and we had never seen it because Solskjaer won't give him a chance. Or it could be that he's just going to feed into the social mentality and it'll just be more of the same. So, personally, I think you'll be able to tell by his first team selection on Tuesday. If you're going to see McFred, then you can know that he's the same as Solskjaer. If you see Donny van der Beek in the side, you see a Jaden Sancho in the side, you see an Alex Tellers in the side, it shows you that maybe he was trying to do something and Ollie was putting the stops on it. But for me, I, I just think it's amazing how we, you know, he's got the job. I feel like this whole team thing with him and Darren Fletcher and Mike Phelan and McKenna is it's old ground. It's you know, from I mean, be honest with us, everyone who's on a podcast, did anyone really want to see them take over as interim manager? Either of them, any of them, in what order or what capacity? Oh no, no. So yeah. we, you know, it's, for me, it's just you're swapping like for like. It's just I can't I, honestly, mate. Like Hugo says, "Welcome to the shit show," and I just feel like that's what it is every week. You know, it, it's mind blowing how you miss a manager by delaying, who's a proven winner. He then goes to a rival, and then the following week, they sack the man, our manager, and we end up with Michael Carrick. What the fuck? Really? I mean, come on. He doesn't take he doesn't take a 
you know, a degree in football or a degree in sports science to, to look at it and go, wow, could you really have fucked that situation up anymore? Mm. Wow. Yes. It's mental, mate. Absolutely mental. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, like, but I was saying to uh, I was saying to Stuart today, um, do do we do we you know do we really want to be linked with players from from our past era? Do we really want any more Michael Carricks to take over? Do we want Ollies to take over? Do we want Wayne Rooney's to take over? Well, I, I think what we need to do is we need, we need to step away from this reliant on oh well Ferguson's giving the seal of approval or oh Ferguson's been on a phone to him or oh he knows Ferguson all this class of '92 and. Ferguson's got this opinion and you know we need to let that go and re-identify ourselves as a club like Zidane is a brilliant way of doing that because he's got absolutely no affinity to the club he's a huge presence and he's a he's a winner I mean I don't know what you guys think but for me that that that's that's the way the club itself should be going just re-identifying ourselves and reaffirmation of being, you know, one of the biggest, if not the biggest clubs in the world. I agree, Tyler. I agree. It's the, the, the club at the moment has um, um, a negative view of, of success, really, because it's about economic success and they're not really interested in actual football success. And they seem to think that the two can be divorced and yet the actual business is football. And I, I think it's, from a business point of view, it's absolutely stupid to try and divorce the two. You know, yes, we know the United brand practically sells itself and they can make a lot of money, but, but that won't go on forever if they're not successful on the pitch. It just won't, you know. But they, they don't seem to see that. and They're not interested. We know for a fact that they're only interested in top four. That's their yeah. success criteria. Top four, that's all we care about. If we win a cup or a league, brilliant, but we don't really care. Now, that, that can't carry on, can it, as a football team, as a football club? Well, we're not Arsenal, we? You know, we're not Arsenal. That's, that's, that's an Arsenal thing to do. We're not them, so... Yeah, you know, you've seen what's happened to Arsenal. They're struggling like fuck, aren't they? So, if you want to go down that road, you've got to prepare really yourself, haven't you? It's a, yeah, it's a long road back, mate. A long, long road back. Well, as we're finding out. Oh, yeah, as we're finding out, yeah. How long's it been? Yeah, and not to play play devil's advocate here, uh, we see in the situation in previous managers, apart from Josie, that they will get rid of managers when it's mathematically impossible to get top four. With this situation now, we're still in November. We played 13 games in. Although it kind of seems like we're we're in a world full of darkness as Man United fans, the... Although it's in November, do you, th- do you guys still think that the season could still be salvageable if we still, you know, get a decent interim in or a manager in? But what, you know, just establish yourself, just, uh, you know, I can't get my fucking words out. What do you actually <laughs> think is salvageable? So you personally, Chris, put a bar on what you think is salvageable. Uh, look, I... I, I don't want to compare ourselves to Chelsea when they sacked Lampard. They, they you know, they got in Thomas Sucho and they got into the Champions League, although in the league they were struggling. Um, personally, for me, if we're going to continue with McKenna and, and Michael Carrick in charge and all that, 
I uh, part of it just be bad enough for the top four, but I'm just hoping maybe we could do something in Champions League, get an FA Cup out of the way, or uh, get us in top close of, of the top four, or, you know, definitely step closer to the title. That makes sense, even though it looks unrealistic. But if we get a good cup run, I feel like that could be sal uh, salvaged. But uh, that's my opinion, if, if we get the right tools in place. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, Chris. Um, it's not inconceivable if you bring in a really good interim manager that he couldn't win the Champions League or the FA Cup. It's, you know, it's not always the best team that wins in a cup competition. You know, you, there's a lot of luck and there's a way of playing cup games. So it's not inconceivable could win one of those. Um, I think it's highly unlikely, but, but yeah. it's not inconceivable. In terms of the league... I, I don't think that's changed. So, you know, we're, we're in seventh position. It's, I think we were only ever fighting for fourth place anyway, even with Solskjaer. We were never going to challenge for the top three places. When you, when you look at the standard that Chelsea, Liverpool, City are this year, um, we were only ever going for fourth place. And I think, again, an interim manager could achieve fourth place. We want to be in the Champions League next season with, hopefully, a good new manager. So I, I agree entirely with you. Yeah, what yeah do you think, I agree Hugo? as well. Yeah, what do you think, Hugo? All right, <laughs> okay, so here's the way I see it I'm gonna give you the realness first, and then I'm gonna give you the fluke shit. All right, <laughs> so the reality of the situation is let's get ready for you guys. I see Europa just one year, just hear me out one year of Europa while we get our shit together, right? Um. We'll probably maybe get out of the group stage. No, we'll get out of the group stage in Champions League on, on some wild shit. And then kind of just knockout rounds, go to fuck home. End up in Europa League, maybe get quarters, semis maybe. All right. And then some fuck shit's going to happen. And this is where the roller coaster starts coming to a screeching halt. Then we got managers and managers talking to the team, and then we got agents talking about motherfuckers want to leave. Pogba, you know, is going to take that train and definitely ride that motherfucking caboose. All right, so this might be his little outing pass right here, okay? Then we lose Pogba. We try to find somebody else. We don't. We wait for the uh, February transfer window, January transfer window. Botch that shit. Because new yeah. managers just got here, and, and or we're, we're more focused on getting a new manager than the actual players, right? Yeah. Then what, what, what year is that? That's 2020, 2024, 24 now. All right, so 2024 <laughs> now, right? Contracts are running out if motherfuckers haven't left already. Yeah. All right. And then, then maybe the newcomers, whoever comes in in that era, you know, the young boys coming up. Um, we'll definitely get a shot and maybe we'll start doing decently then. Now, that's the realness of it. The fluke shit, the fuck shit, the, 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 the stuff that's really going to annoy me is Vanderbeek starts and he starts starting every game. All right. No more McSauce. No more McFred combo. All right. Yes. That little combo gets broken up. Yeah, this is the fluke. This is the dream. Pogba gets one for some reason. 
All right. For some reason, he just decides, you know what? Maybe they just give me free roam. Carrick's like, listen, Pogba, you, you, you play here a little bit. You know what? Go go ahead. Just just do it. You know, Carrick's not trying to, you know, step on any toes right now. So he's trying to make everybody happy. He's going to let Pogba run around. And Pogba's going to do some crazy shit, like three goals in like four games. And like 12 <laughs> right? And then don't 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 do this right now. All right. So then so then we come in and then have Bruno just now all like, all right, all right, cool. You know, maybe, maybe this might be the thing to work out. Cristiano just keeps yelling over there. De Gea just keeps being himself. Um, and then you know, maybe Varane comes back and Teller starts stepping up, you know, and then my my original son. Spider One and my new son Vanderbeek, you know, start really stepping up the game, and then we start seeing newcomers. Maybe the the little guys that we sent on loan may be coming back and and doing a little bit of work, maybe in the Champions League or or in those FA Cup matches. And we actually do pretty decent. We actually do pretty decent. Not decent enough that we don't need a new coach, but decent enough to be like, ah, right, you know what? That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad, you know, maybe second or third. Be like, oh, whoa, there we go. And that's the dream. But was more Wow, like Hugo, you, you've had more than two lines today, I tell you. <laughs> 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 I, if, I just don't see it, mate. I'll be honest with you, I just don't see it. I just think... Oh, you got to dream bigger. <laughs> Listen. I watched TV growing up, all right? I'm still waiting for a flying DeLorean, all right? Oh, I'm, yeah, okay. And I'm telling you, I need that in self-lacing shoes. So I'm <laughs> not going to die before that happens. You know what I mean? So I still can dream big. So I'm not going to lie to you. That's the dream. But when I look at myself in a mirror and I see my beard and I see that I'm getting older, I realize, you know what? Maybe I should accept the fact that we're fucking up. Chelsea game is going to be a, a bit of a crazy. Uh, hopefully we can hold them to a draw. management and everybody joining the 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 situation at hand. Um, it's it's going to be a, a a lackluster showing. I can tell you that it's going to be a very confused showing. Um, whatever Carrick had in mind or, or, or thinks will be a good idea. Um, it's going to take some time to get adjusted to. Mm. Um, I hope training is not them just running around in circles yeah. this week. I hope yeah. that Champions League show something. I hope yeah. my boy Batman starts mm. and gets, gets, gets his wheels turning. But at the same time, the reality situation is the way Chelsea is is doing right now, they can get away with another three, three nil. Easy if we don't get our shit together. Now we don't have the water, which only leads me to believe that Bayi is coming into that spot. Yeah, I think they'll play three at the back. I think they'll play um, Lindelof, Bayi and, yeah. and Shaw. Again. Um, I'm trying to get YouTube videos together for my boy Lindelof on how to do it. Um, <laughs> once, once I have that collection of, of 
videos, I will send it to him hopefully by Monday. Um, <laughs> and he should be able to kind of maybe review them hopefully. <laughs> and maybe work with Bayou on maybe learning a whole different language. And maybe their communication would be a little bit better. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get my son, Juan Basaka, and make sure that he is he is good to go. And I'll be honest with you. Luke Shaw got his ass whooped this weekend. Oh, yeah. He got ripped I don't apart, know if it was, you know, everything that was going on, or they just, they just creamed him, man. They just literally battered him the 90 minutes. And I could see him just just trying his hardest not to get the change. Yeah. Because he was just like, I'm going to sit here to the bitter end. I like that attitude about him, but at the same time, it's it, like they were saying, it, it, it's a team effort from management to the board to the players. If y'all don't want it, y'all not going to get it. It's that simple. Yeah. You, you're going to have to want it. it. It's more than me just wanting it. I can only do so much, but yell your name and chant your name, and that's all I can fucking do. I can't run on the pitch for y'all. I can't lay a pass. If I could, my boy, I'm telling you, you're gonna see skulls out there, crazy shit. Okay, the point that I'm making is, it's, it's interesting. Think Hugo, what you say, because Jamie Jamie was saying something to me this morning, and I, th I think he was bang on. You know, there's been a lot of people out there feeling sorry for Solskjaer and saying, it, "Oh, it's awful. He, re he really worked hard. He wanted to succeed for the club. He's, he's a legend. He's part of the United family and everything else." But Jamie was right. He said, "You know, fuck all this uh, sub sub story shit. We're paying. We're working. As you mentioned before, we're working all week." to go and pay to watch these, you know, and, and we're buying shirts and we're buying programmes, you know, and he, he's walked off with God knows how many million, you know, and, 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 and we're still working, you know, to, to give them money. It's, it's absolutely crazy. So to start feeling sorry for him. Yes, we didn't want it to happen. You don't want to see people get sat, but... With that contract, that uh, basically they broke the contract, so you know that's money. And 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 I'll be honest, that's the big reason why we've held on for him for so goddamn yeah. long. I agree, man. We fucked up on giving him that. Yeah. And and then now we were like, shit, it's 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 blowing up in our face, and now we gotta pay this money. Well, let's see if he can turn it around. Let's see if he can turn it around. Let's see if he can turn it around. And ten games later, look at him. Where he's at, mm -hmm. and, and this is something that we've been asking for for months, years, a year and a half already. Yeah. I consider that more than one year. Years, we've been asking for this, and it's and it's it's stupid for me to be like, well, we got next season, we got next season, we got next season when we don't even have right now. Yeah. And how yeah. can I expect us to even flourish or even, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not telling you to reinvent the soccer ball. I, I, I'm not telling you to remake the football ball. I don't, I'm not asking for that. I'm not asking to take offsides off. I'm not asking for difficult shit. I'm asking you to play formal football. 
formal yeah. passing. Like when I look at the passing that they made this weekend, and I look at the passes that my son does here in the living room, by golly, I mean, my yeah, this... son is my son is uh, uh, what's my boy Iniesta when it comes to the passings in the hallway. All right, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, if it... my, my three year old was barely all he knows is his cocoa melon and maybe a third of his alphabet. Other than that, he could give two shits, but he can make that pass. Yeah, yeah, and he's trying. He's three and he's trying. All right, and, and these guys are multi-millionaire paid players. You know, I, I I say this all the time. Give me a shitty job, literally. Go unclog the sewer every Thursday for sixty-two dollars an hour, and guess what? I would be early. I would be there on Wednesday night. All right, and yeah. clock in at midnight. All right, and get twenty-four hours of work in because I'm yeah. getting paid that way. You know what yeah. I mean? You're getting paid more than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when you take a holiday, you know, the other day, the other day I kind of laughed, but I also got irritated when uh, I think it was like something stupid, like a National Hike Day or take a trail day and I see Cavani with a fucking sandwich on top of a mountain and I'm like what the fuck are you doing over there <laughs> yeah it doesn't look good is in it bro doesn't look is good on the place on the mountain is there a pitch on the mountain that you guys are training at is this some like you know the the, the enter the Shaolin the 26 chambers type of training if we're gonna have a montage on the hill I need Manchester, Manchester United.com to be behind them. All right? But that's not the case. Yeah. They're yeah. smiling. They're having fun. I'm, I'm okay. Um, side note, uh, how's Harry court case? Is it, is it still ongoing? How's that going? Well, you know, yeah. Uh, you need to bail it out. So, uh, the, you know the, I mean? the way he's moving, bro. The way he's moving. Oh, you know. Who's the, court case? <clears throat> McGuire. <laughs> The, oh, the, the business that happened in Greece. But yeah, speaking of him and the players, guys, like before we before we uh we go into the possible interim that could take us to the uh to the end of the season, the players out there as well, in my opinion, they, they do not escape any type of responsibility whatsoever. Stuart, with the lights of the players in, if the interim who's supposed to come in looked at these set of players, how they reacted to Oligon Sosar and how they reacted to the fan base. What 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 should an interim do differently when he comes into the dressing room? And who should it be? I think uh, I'm not I'm not a big fan of um, formal management, you know, and, and strict management. However, I think in this case it, it, that's got to happen. Somebody that's experienced, somebody with a profile, somebody that the players will actually look up to and say, "Hang on, you know, this guy's won things in the past, either as a player or a manager or both." And we can't mess about with this guy. So this, whoever comes in has got to be firm and not take any shit from some of these players. Your Anthony Martial's, your Marcus Rashford's, who won't run a step. You know, Luke Shaw eating pizzas every night. Fat bastard. You know, you've, you've got to get a hold of these players and say, <laughs> hang on, you're playing for these fans. You've got 75,000 people in Old Trafford every other week. And they're, they're paying a lot of money to come and watch you. They're putting money. They're putting your millions in your pockets. 
you're playing for them. And it's yeah. got to be somebody that can do that and then structure the coaching to actually support the players to develop, show the players that they're actually developing, get them on side, mm-hmm. and then give them... on the internet, and I'm worried about bringing an interim manager in. I mean, why don't they do what Spurs have done? So why don't they offer the jobs of who they want as interim and say, listen, take it till the end of the season, see how you go, and if you don't like it, you don't have to have it. Because you know I think, I mean? Jamie, I think the, the, the person they're after, I think I think they know who they want. I think they've got two on the list, probably. And they're not available till the end of the season. I think probably because whoever they are, they're playing in the Champions League at the clubs they're at. Um, and, they, and they won't want to come to, the, to United in the state they're in. You know, they're committed to the clubs they're with and they'll go at the end of the season. So I think mm-hmm. they know who they want to get, but they just can't get them until, until next summer. I mean, there's a lot of people saying it, 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 you know, it's a poison chalice and whoever's going to come in is going to struggle again. And but I just feel like, have we not heard that all before? I mean, I don't know about you, but if I was picking a poison chalice and I had Ronaldo up top, I'd fucking drink that shit down rapid because I think that squad they've got, the players, yeah, they've got a really, really talented team, you know, and it's just because Solskjaer couldn't get it out of it doesn't mean that someone like Zidane or Pochettino or... Uh, not Brendan Rodgers because he's a weirdo and his shit, but um, someone else like that, you know. Jamie, the, the, chalice, the, the chalice is golden. It's Manchester United, the biggest club in the world. That chalice is shining bright as ever. Yeah. The poison, the poison is Woodward and his two cronies, Murtaugh and um, Arnold. And Arnold, they're the poison. And uh, you know, managers, players, they all talk, and I think it's got around it. If you go to United, uh, you, you're going to have to bend over. You're not going to get what you want from Woodward and his cronies. And people talk. You know, you're not telling me that Jose's not put that around, told people what happened to him. Van Gaal will be the same. So I think that that's the poison that, that they're probably referring to. But, but in terms of going to United and taking the biggest job in the world, then I think it's still as uh, attractive as any time, particularly, as you point out, the talent that we've got there. He's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, no, I agree, guys. And I always said it as well. I, I don't want to keep comparing us to other teams, but you look at Chelsea, right? Nobody thought that, you know, the players like Rudiger or Jorginho or Aspilicueta and, you know, Kai Havertz and Werner to, like, lead them on to win a Champions League title. And then the next season looking like they're going to win the league. Uh, all you kind of need is just a top-quality coach with a good coaching staff and a great technical director and a team can move forward. I look at Man United, bar our midfield issue with, you know, Fred McTominay, we need so we need another proper defensive midfield. Everything else, guys, I feel like we're nearly there. Get a top quality coach in and we could see it as being a threat. And a lot of fans of other clubs say that as well. But whether or not the board made that decision, we will never know. But as an interim base, really, I, I'm at a point where like, if it's just temporary, only to get a good manager in towards the end of the season, I'm all for it. But I, I, I wouldn't want Michael Carrick to continue. So, I mean, like I'll say either get a Ralph Ragnick or a um, maybe a Laurent Blanc or uh, some short-term in, interim manager that could take us to the end of the season. I don't know what you guys think, Jamie. Uh, again, I'd rather not have Lauren Blanc there. I feel like Lauren Blanc is just another ex-player. 
that we can all get behind. And as I said earlier, I'd like to try and avoid that, that sort of thing. So for me, not Lauren Blanc. I, I, the other thing is that <laughs> there's not an abundance of top managers out there, as we keep saying. There isn't, man. So there isn't. I, I do feel like they missed the trick with, with Conte. Um, I like Allegra. You know, people don't... I know that Stuart's not a my, my, massive fan of Allegra, but I think he could do it. I think he's got great pedigree. He's a top manager, a little bit old school. You know, players, managers of that ilk, really. I think there's a lot of talk about Zidane not wanting to come, and I don't I just don't think he'll come, really. But at the end of the day, if they just threw a load of money at him, they just went, right, let's just come. We'll give you £15 million a year. You know, what do you think he's going to say? He's going to say no. Of course he's going to go there because the money's just obscene. So if they really, really wanted to get these type of managers and they really, really had the ambition, they could just go out and get him, couldn't they? Mm-hmm. There was the, there was this guy um, mentioned something earlier today and it was, it was supposedly a, a source that's close to Ferguson. And Sky said that um, Ferguson's been saying he thinks Zidane will take the PSG, PSG job in summer and Poch is the number one target for United. He will come to United and that's the way it's going to work. Now, it, it's Sky and they do talk utter bullshit most of the fucking time. So, yeah. you know, take, take, take what you want from that. Um, yeah. I'm I'm reading. I was just I was just skimming through some stuff. Oh yeah, I was talking and I think about an hour ago. Supposedly Zidane denied or basically rejected the the offer of being the manager for their, at least the end of the season. Yeah, I heard um, about that too. Yeah, well, well, that, like you guys said, he's looking at maybe going to PSG, and then that leaves Pochettino, and that kind of leaves us in a. I don't want to say a a bigger bind, but a weirder bind, if that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I rate Pochettino as a football manager, I forget, you know, as a man manager and a coach. You know, what he did at Spurs, he's brilliant. No, he's nice. He's nice. Yeah. But the question I'll, is, I'll take is, him, he, is he going to go from managing Messer uh, to struggling to get any funding at United? So, I mean, essentially... As a club, United is a huge step up for Pochettino, but in the set of circumstances, he's it, he's almost regressing in his in in the actual role. If you know what I mean, no, so he's I not going to have the millions and millions and millions of pounds, and he's not going to have your Neymars and your Messi's and all that. He's not going to have that. He's going to essentially go back to Spurs, where he's very limited in his backing, very limited in his transfer funds, and he'll probably have less control over the football inside of it than he does now. Nah, but what I think it is, too, is we see Man United spend a lot of money or a lot of wasted money, however you guys want to uh, you know, think about it. But if Park was to come in, he already won trophies with PSG, and he has already endured a massive club like PSG who demands a lot from the team, fans demand a lot. And he has managed egos like Messi and Neymar and all those sorts of players. I feel like if he comes to Man United, there isn't enough for him to do in terms of developing the squad because lots of the good players in Man United are there for him to succeed. The only thing, yes, he probably may need to add a midfielder in, but he could definitely 
do something with that squad better than Oli can. He could bring his own coaching staff and get the best out of the players that Oli couldn't. So I feel Poch for me, I'll take Poch, man. I, I know you guys could disagree with it, but what he done with Spurs, what he's doing with PSG, he could at least develop some more of identity. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But uh, it's just something that the screams at Ed Woodward signing, if that makes sense. I, I, you Take you how you yeah. receive it, people. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I wouldn't be critical of Poch. He, he's not for me. He's not who I choose. But mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying. I know Jamie fancies him as well. I just, it, he would definitely be better than Solskjaer. He's a coach, so he, he understands the game. There'd be a game plan. He'd set them up. He'd play the right players. He'd set them up well. And he'd have a pattern of play. And he plays it. He likes to play attacking football. So that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's got the authority to manage some of the egos at United. And he came unstuck at Spurs because of that. And I think it would be the same at United. Whereas for me, if, if they gave me the choice, I'd go and make Mancini a deal that he couldn't refuse. I'd just go and get Mancini. I know he's going to want the World Cup after winning the European Championships. But, you know, if you pay him, like Jamie said before, stupid amount of money, he'll come, you know. The guy's, the guy's a winner. He plays attacking football. He's a strong character. He could really organise the team. He could keep the players in the place. I think he's got everything Mancini, and he's the only one for me that fits the bill. Yeah, he's a great manager, but I, I feel like during towards his end of his tenure at Mass City and how he fell out with Valtelli and, you know, Vincent Company reportedly, I heard, with other players, went to the board and tried to get him out. So I, I, I still get a little bit of doubts of Mancini, but... I mean, if he was to come in, I won't be against it, but it, it won't be my ideal, um, especially how he ended with Man City. But I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's very short. We're very short on options of who we could take in, but ultimately we can only look forward, not backwards, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, just before we finish, uh, if, yeah. if, if each of us could pick anyone, who would we pick? <sighs> Man, I don't know. Man. Zidane for me. Hugo. You know Hugo's going to say Zidane, don't you? You know it. <laughs> Shut up, Jamie. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, listen. Listen. I-, I got his number. I'm going to give him a call. All right. I'm going to... I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to his wife. I'll be like, listen, lady, this isn't about you, right? <laughs> After she hangs up, I'm going to call again, okay? Ask to talk to him, all right? And I'm going to try that. If it doesn't work, hey, I'm going to jump for a couple of days, all right, for harassment. The point that I'm making is, yes, I would like him, but the reality is, we're going to go for whoever's available come January. And if that doesn't work, we wait for the summer. Now, no one's going to switch January. We know this. Why would you? I wouldn't. I don't care where my team is at, wherever I'm at, and somebody else. I, I, it's just, it just doesn't make sense to go midway season, right? But... If these boys pull off a miracle in some type of way that, like I said, 
maybe an FA Cup, maybe a fucking, no, not an FA Cup, maybe a fucking Europa League. If they pull off some shit like that, maybe it'll pique the interest of some actual coaches that, you know, will come to try to manage this, and try to fix this mess. You know, they'll, they'll try to grab the right mop and, and, and soak up the fuckery that is our playing style right now. And it, that's kind of what it needs. It, 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 it just needs a tiny bit of an update. You know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I just changed the radiator to the car about three weeks ago. I had to. It was, it's, it's, it's from 2010. It's 2022. It's, it's 12 years old. I needed to change that. And, and it's not, the, the radiator's new. Everything else is still fucked, but the radiator's new. <laughs> You know, yeah. and it's getting me from point A to point B. You know, I had to change the wheels because that wasn't working and I needed to do, I had to make the adjustments. Mm-hmm. I had to add new things to it to make this old puppy run. And we yeah. can do that with the right coach that'll be literally like, listen, you're not playing if you're not fucking killing yourself in training. Like, I need you conditioned and ready. I will give you an extra day off, but I need those two days that we fucking train. I need fucking tears and sweat and vomit. You know what I mean? Out of you when we're done. And after that, I need to see you guys in the fucking fitness room on some bikes or something for another hour after I leave. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. and if you do that, we can pull this off. I'm yeah. saying yeah. miracles have happened. Yeah. Did I remind you of Leicester City? Now, you know, it, 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 that's a one-off, but the point that I'm making is miracles can happen. All right? We got our ass ripped this weekend. All right? Walford got a, a miracle. All right? They received there. We can pull some shit off if everybody just gets their shit together, regardless of who comes in. Yeah, good so point, man. Once a Good point, man. Me, one short answer, and I said it before. Uh, I'll give it a go to Poch, man. Temporarily, um, like maybe a Lauren Blanc or something, but uh, I'll give it a Poch if we get into the summer. So, yeah. Uh, if, it, if it was me, I'd probably go with Allegra. Um, I know it seems a little bit out of the box, but I think um, I like Luis Enrique. I like Mancina. Um, I like Diego Simeone. I think he's massively underrated. So we do say that the, the, the options are limited, but at the same time, they're not really that limited if we're willing to pay the money. So mm-hmm. you could get, you could get, you could probably get Simeone if you paid the money. You could probably get Enrique if you paid the money. Allegri is available right now. But I yeah. think Chris is right. I think they'll get someone shit in, if not Carrick, till the end of the season. And then yeah. they'll end up getting either Poch or Rogers. And essentially, yeah. what we could do is go in, go in another four, three, three or four year cycle. And we're having exactly the same podcast in three years. Yeah, that's, the, that, worrying, that's the that's the depressing side of it, isn't it? Yeah, that's the worrying man. Oh, I feel like all we need is just a lift, man. These players need a lift. I see a Sancho and the Van der Beek. If they could slowly integrate to the team, uh, I feel like they could perform. And guys, we're not that far off. It, it's just 
the board, the ambition starts from the board and it goes all the way down. And that's yeah. all I'll end it from there. So um yeah. all right. All right, guys. Uh this is this covers the episode two of the Fergie Timers podcast show. Uh, I appreciate everyone from listening. One announcement that I do want to make for everyone. All right, if you are listening to this, if you guys want to become a guest in the future Fergie Timers podcast show, message me at Chris Palawachi. I'm going to leave the link in the podcast show below to our Facebook group as well as my name. So send me a direct message. Let me know who you support. We'll have a conversation. I'll slot you guys in there. And all you got to do is just support a football team and then we go from there. So um, that's all I have. Any any of you guys have a sidebar before we go? No, it's good no. to see you. Oh, man. Same on, I'm getting a text from Zidane. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. Listen, when, when you speak to his wife, Hugo, yeah. give her my number. I got you, Stuart. No problem. No problem. All right? All right, I'll give her your phone, your email, and your Instagram. All right? Nice Listen, one. She, nice she's one. still not going to get in touch, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we could try so hard. We could try so hard. But all right, guys. Sounds good. Hey, good stuff, man. And uh, I'll, uh, we'll go from there. Thanks, everyone. Until next time. All right.